powering up essential systems. Booting root C slash audio logs. Reviewing previous data cells. Repairing audio files. The building. Um, well, Rex is carrying all three of his guns on him then. I don't know what passes for a waiting room magazine, but... Man, there is no resistance. Like, if there was a crowd at any point, they the, they part the Red Sea for you. Uh, I wouldn't say waiting so much as lounging. as more okay. appropriate. Despite the fall of civilization, I feel like the spirit of the Second Amendment is alive and well here in Eden. Just like a, a, a gun-toting hobo. You see a, a, little, a little name plaque, and that name plaque reads Catherine Slater. He looks up at the clock that's in the room, the analog clock. His hands stop. I am so sorry, but in my defense, I don't know who designed analog clocks. They don't make any sense. They're bad. The people over there? Your your job is simply to go in and help these people out. What? Why are we freeing them? It was, uh, it was the Crimson Cobras. <laughs> <laughs> the most fearsome of all the Cobras. So, uh, which one of you once left Rex bleeding and did nothing for him? I, I feel like Gregor is more of a social chameleon. I want you to learn things about this world, and by learn, I mean tell me what's true. <laughs> So all of you have just left the, um, have just left Catherine's office. You've exited the building, and you are now um, on the stairs. You see uh, the broad, like overview of Eden. Um, what do each of you do to prepare for this uh, upcoming assignment? What time of day is it? It's like early afternoon. Think like one. In like one o'clock, mm, it's too early to go to the bar. Bravo goes to the to the shop where he works, and he he want he wants to first of all get his gear ready that he's gonna need, but also like explain to the people that he works with that he's gonna be gone. Okay, so you have a couple of of crew members at your workshop. Yeah, like I don't I don't own the workshop. It's just some place that I. It's like the a place that where I've found a way to be useful. Uh, Bravo doesn't have any like he's not particularly skilled but it's been easier for him to learn how to like uh, work with machinery than it has been for him to learn like the subtlety of of human interaction and he doesn't have to do much customer service here okay um who are who are these people that you work with the uh, owner of the of the shop his, his name is Durf uh, he has been he's been a long-standing uh, kind of a, a a pinnacle of Eden society is an early uh early member here and so that's what's made this shop so like recognizable like people come here they they trust Durf and um that's why he can afford to to employ a couple other people uh and Durf has kind of become a mentor figure for for Bravo but Durf is like like he's respected uh, but he's he's like a strange a strange guy, but like every but everybody knows him. Like like nobody nobody's unsettled by Durf. Like that's just Durf, you know? Like he uh, like maybe Durf. Maybe Yeah. Like like he's missing two fingers on his left hand and he has like he's missing one eye and he has like a he has like a a fake eyeball but it's not it's it doesn't like look particularly realistic and it has a little flashlight built in that he can like turn on if he he needs some extra light while he's working on something and he also uh you know he talks like a pirate because i don't have to voice him (laughs) bravo walks into the shop um and i'm assuming i'm assuming derf is there because he's almost always there yep that's accurate you find him, he's, Durf is, he's hunched over something. He's got, 
he's got a, a pair of welding goggles on and he's he's uh currently working on on fixing a uh what uh, a hole in the uh body of what looks like some uh sort of vehicle okay he has a welding monocle uh, on i see he he hears you he hears you enter and uh he looks up and turns around and they're welding goggles but one of the lenses has been removed for the one for the eyeball with the flashlight so he can still nice. uh have full functionality of the uh extra light i guess just in case you need extra light while you're welding it <laughs> happens absolutely because you know sparks that'll make you go blind aren't bright enough yeah uh derf uh Bravo walks up and like is Durf like working on the underside of the of the vehicle? Uh no, he's working on a side panel. So he like he was like squatting okay. down looking at it. So he stands up to his full height. Okay. And turns around to you. Durf, I I'm sorry to give you short notice on this. The the meeting with the mayor, it, it didn't turn out to be about some sort of maintenance job she needed. Well, of course it's not. It never is that way, is it? No. Uh, she always needs another something being done. Yeah. Um. I guess I'm going out into the wilds again. So, I'm sorry. I won't be able to come in tomorrow. Or maybe ever. And he just kind of stands there looking at you. A little dumbfounded. Derf, this has been a good place to work. Um. Thank you. Thank you for... Uh, for understanding, I guess, for understanding what I, what I am, who I am. And you, you say that and he, he kind of, he, he comes back to his senses and he goes, bravo, you've been a good worker and it'll be a shame to see you go, but you're not going, you're coming back and that's an order. Uh, yes, captain, uh, sir, um, I will be taking my van and I was wondering if I could sit. If this is an order to come back, if I could grab a few things, you know, from the shop that uh, I, I'll bring back later. Now, bravo. I love you like a son. You can't just take things out of the workshop. I use them. Uh, uh, um, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll show you anything that I need before I take it so that you know, um, so that you know, you know, you, you know, there's extra of it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take the only, uh, you know, the, you know, just set of calipers and maybe wrench you know stuff stuff like that this sounds like you're trying to manipulate um manipulate derf into letting you borrow his tools yeah that's a that's an official move right that's something i need to roll for it is indeed okay yeah bravo's lived here and worked here long enough that he has made enough money that he he's been able to get his his van but i don't know if he like has like a, an advanced workspace or if he has everything all ready to go he he works in a shop there wouldn't need up until this moment he wouldn't need to have his own like mobile workshop ready to go mm -hmm. yeah you, you describe it as a shop is it more of is it like a machinist shop or like an auto body shop uh it's yeah it's a it's a bit of both i probably started out as one and grew into into the other as well because because Durf is like a respected part of society. Okay, yeah. So like we'd see, we'd see like things, we'd see things like a drill press or other other bits and bobs he's managed to scavenge from, from places that he's taken the, that he's uh he's he's gone. But we also see like the an engine lift mounted to the ceiling. Yeah, I just wanted to share the screen to show I did indeed roll two sixes there. Okay, okay, cool. So. When you try to seduce, manipulate, bluff, fast talk, or lie to someone, tell them what you want to do, give them a reason, and roll plus hot. Okay. For the reason, actually, like, I've already I've already said to him that, like, I'll bring it back, uh, and I'm not going to take anything that you're going to need while I'm gone, but I, I'm actually going to give an extra reason while I'm, I'm going for it. Durf, this, this mission is really important to the... Uh, to the mayor and i think important to the future of this community i think i think you can share a few extra tools um and my hot is plus one so that'll be a 13. okay um so with that derf kind of you know he, he slumps his shoulders and he he sighs a little bit and goes it's a good thing i like you kid go ahead take what you need good. just make sure to bring it good. back and yourself too yes captain yes sir <laughs> 
Okay, Zen Bravo goes around like like a kid in a candy store grabbing all the all the tools that he wants to have in his van so that he can have a little bit of a mobile workshop. Things break out there in this, you know, in this world and he figures like he the mayor didn't give official team roles, but he just assumes that he's there because all of all of the things on a team that has Rex on it will break. And if we want this, uh, if we want this team to last more than a few days, somebody has to be there to, to put things back together. So he, he's grabbing everything to put into his van that he, he needs to have a mobile workshop. I'll uh, see. This is why Rex likes slash dislikes you from a respect and disrespect point of view. Cause man, th- that kind of bad mouthing and assumption is he doesn't like that. But at the same time, you're totally right. I mean, yeah, I feel like I feel like Rex and and uh, and Bravo have this kind of mutual respect, but also like like degree of like frustration. I, I don't know. We're 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 frenemies. Awesome. And I mark experience because hot is a highlighted stat, right? Yes, yes, you do. Uh, once you mark your fifth bubble, you take an advancement and reset the. Uh, thingamajiggers good so after so where where do you go um bravo after you've collected all the stuff and loaded it into the van like where where do, where do you stay i stay in my van okay yeah i have i have like a i have a sleeping bag so i i that's where i live and i go and i do my normal evening routine i sit down and i grab out a book that is suited to my reading level and work on my reading. Um, today's feature is Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Seuss. So I, I, I sit there and try to try to sound out the words and go through the book. That that's just that's just uh, how bravo, bravo ends his day. You probably don't know that eggs aren't supposed to be green. I figure it must be some sort of genetically engineered chicken, like. And yeah, what, you haven't seen normal. the green pig farms just uh, a few miles north of Eden? I figure as I read that... Uh, wait, is there a name for the other character besides Sam I Am? What's his name? The, the, the viewpoint character, the main character of Green Eggs and Ham, I figure he doesn't want to eat the Green Eggs and Ham because they're some sort of like... They're clearly like genetically engineered... Uh, food and he's suspicious uh he doesn't he doesn't know if by eating them it will uh they, they're built there's there's like drugs in there to manipulate his mind he doesn't know if this is some technique by sam i am to gain control <laughs> over him um but as he goes through these different situations and becomes more and more desperate and more hungry at the end um he's he's so miserable the, the the idea of being the fear of being controlled by Sam I am is is blocked out by the hunger and the the uncertainty and so he 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 gives in and the ending is it's kind of a an unsettling ending as it's left mysterious as he likes it but you don't know if he likes it because Sam I am really is a good person and just wants to give him some delicious green eggs and ham or if if this is Sam I am's victory over the autonomy of the uh of the main character and he is now under Sam uh, under Sam I am's control not to mention that the other character actually isn't mentioned by name, which means he is a suitable substitute and fit in for everyone. Oh yeah. He he represents us all in this in this crazy torn up world. I love it. I didn't expect that to go that way. Oh, it's wonderful. I love it. Are books something that are common in Eden? No. What what did it cost you to get your hands on this? A lot of money, actually. Um Bravo spends anything beyond uh like living like he's he's fine living in a van and sleeping uh you know with a sleeping bag he doesn't have a bed all of his spending money goes towards learning and so he has he even has like an old a broken dvd player in his van that has been trying to fix even though he doesn't have any dvds but like the idea that 
possibly like because he knows about movies and the idea that he could possibly at some point have some movies is exciting for him because that's like a side project for him awesome but he he just has a couple of books it's not like he has a large library he has like he has like one he has like one of the billion uh books that have been written into the series of magic treehouse but it's like it's a little hard for him like it's a it's a bit beyond it it's like magic treehouse number like 567 because there are that many books in that series by now i'm sure not by not by the future i mean by now 2021 i'm sure there are like that many books in that series already cool i like it it's called arachnids after after midnight and it has like a giant spider on the front of it arachnids in the afternoon it's like you don't even know the naming conventions of the arachnids in the afternoon yeah yeah okay that's his library he has two books he he yeah uh, he barters and trades to try to get new ones when he levels up, but he didn't realize how hard arachnids in the afternoon would be uh would be for him. <laughs> awesome. We know what Bravo has been up to for this day. Uh, Gregor, what what are your what do you do after the after the meeting? I think that uh, after the meeting ends and and Gregor comes out on the steps, he he watches his companions walk down into the town. And I think that he uh, heads back inside, and he he bypasses the the mayor's office and heads up to an upper floor, where uh, this is kind of the the bureaucratic heart. You, you mentioned that uh, the person sitting at the receptionist desk was sitting there reading a pamphlet, and if the receptionist is shirking responsibility, then it's it's nice to see that. Uh, bureaucracy is alive and well in Eden that it survived the apocalypse but I think uh, what I'm picturing is this isn't the the face that interacts with the people of Eden this is where some of the work actually gets done where the papers pushed a little bit and uh, there's an array of desks with people working at it a big long desk in the back with with the uh, a, a senior member of staff sitting at it and he walks up, and sitting behind this desk, there's a an older lady. Her hair is gray. She has a very sour look on her face. Uh, and it gets even a little bit more sour when she sees Gregor. And uh, he, he walks in and he says, Oh, Marlene, my darling, how are you today? Uh, Marlene continues that, that sour look. And she goes, Well... Oh wait, do I want her to be Roz or not? <laughs> That's actually do what it. I was picturing when I was coming up with this scene. <laughs> so. Well, I was drowning under paperwork before you came, but now I guess it's gonna get a lot worse, ain't it? Uh, au contraire, my dear, my dear. Uh, actually, I'm headed out of town here. Just got big, important news from the mayor. Dangling this tidbit a little bit, hoping that she bites. Oh, yay. Special assignment from the mayor, because that's going to go great for us in the back staff. <laughs> it's very fascinating, and I'm sure that there's uh, all kinds of interesting opportunities. I uh, lean forward onto her table a little bit, and I just jingle my pocket a little bit. Just the, the clink of snipped pieces of penny. Marlene, I would be pleased to... Uh, leaning in a little bit watching his 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 how loud he's speaking i'd be pleased to continue our arrangement but things will be a little bit more complicated and uh i mean obviously not being in town your services uh, i'll still need them when i'm here but the payments can't continue with the same regular regularity can we come to an arrangement and so so marlene she her eyes narrow even farther, which is, it's a surprise that they can keep narrowing. Um, what is the arrangement that you have with Marlene? I think that uh, Gregor just likes to be plugged in. He likes to know what's coming because he understands that change means opportunity. And so it's not that Marlene is uh, dirty, per se. It's just that she shares information if, oh, that it, we, we heard that there's a big... Uh, caravan of traders coming in or 
oh, there's uh, uh, some bad news down in the south end of town. There's There's been some, some th thefts and things like that. I think that Gregor just likes to be kept in the loop. Okay. Um, so Marlene, you know, her, her eyes, her eyes have narrowed. She looks at you and says, well, if you want me to hold your mail, I'm going to re need to require the same uh, number of stamps I always, I always have. Well, that, uh, we should be able to come to an arrangement. Uh, the mayor said that a little bit of jingle, uh, was, uh, be coming our way as part of this arrangement, so... As long as we're on the same page, you uh, hold my mail and I'll make sure that you get your stamps. How about that? Would you like to manipulate Marlene? I would like to, just to make sure that... Th the point isn't, I'm not trying to get anything out of her at this point. Uh, so I don't know if manipulation is correct. I just want to make sure more that uh, she's not going to find a new buyer while I'm gone that I, I'm, I'm still going to be your guy. So I don't know what what role exactly you would like me to make. I think manipulate is the right one for that. Part of this is just to get us used to you know, rolling moves and, and doing stuff. Um, but so okay. manipulate, um, tell them what you want them to do. Give them a reason. You want them to be loyal to you as the, as you want them to be loyal to you as the client. And the reason is I'll pay you when I get back. That is a seven plus. Need to open all my tabs. Plus hot. Manip plus hot. So that is an eight. They'll go along with you, but they need some concrete assurance or evidence first. Okay, so Marlene, she, uh, Marlene, she says, I think we can, we can work something out. I'll just need a little bit of, uh, I need a little bit of uh, money. I need a little bit of jingle in advance just to make sure that I don't uh, forget this arrangement that we've made. So, uh, Gregor reaches into his pocket, pulls out uh, a handful of, of chipped bits of penny and uh, slides it across the table toward Marlene. And so uh, Marlene, she she uh, takes a, a folder that she's been working on and she carefully places it over the, over the jingle and then slides it... Uh, Slides it back to her, trying trying to be surreptitious. Um, and she says, I believe that this will uh, work out. I uh, I go to try to kiss her hand. She she pulls it away. It's like, okay, don't make me don't make me file a file something with HR. That's just more paperwork I don't want to do. <laughs> I uh, say, all right, my dear, whatever you desire. And I uh, stroll my way out of the building. Nice. I like it. So as you as you leave the building, you know, you're. You are presented again with the the wonderful uh, view of Eden. What kind of of weather does Eden normally experience? Like on, on an average day, what would you find? You said this is in the northeast, correct? Uh, I think that Eden has uh, a nice microclimate, but I think that kind of off to the north, you can see where the the evergreen trees stop being green and they slowly fade to brown and further out you can see they'll they're just skeletal it's just branches there's there's uh no foliage but yeah generally it, it's it's cool but it's not cold cool and crisp maybe mm -hmm. okay apart from that interaction i think gregor has his uh bug out bag is is packed wherever it is he stays so there's not much he has to do in order to get ready for tomorrow okay do you have any other uh friends or contacts in the city that you want that you that you would see or that you would check up on before you leave for an, un an undetermined amount of time the, there's contacts that he has okay, cool. informants things like that and he he just stops briefly to put the word out that uh he's he'll be out in the wilds for a bit but uh, he should be back before too long. So, and where does Gregor stay? Someplace cheap, uh, maybe like a a spare room above the bar. Okay, cool. So you have a you have a, a spare room above um, Brace's bar. Brace is the name of the owner. Yeah, just n nothing fancy. Already? Not very much in the way of possessions. I like it. And so, really, that leaves us with our gun-toting friend Rex. 
Perfect. Yeah, so it's just a little too early to head to the bar just yet. So what he's going to do is uh, Rex is going to head back to his apartment. It's relatively nearby in the center of town. It's, uh, it's not a very big place. It's pretty small, but it... You know, it's it's solid. It's not he doesn't slum it up. He just doesn't need much room, despite the fact that he's a really big guy. He's just uh, been living by himself these days. And uh, he goes back and, you know, in his cramped little place, he is mostly just going to make sure he's got the ammo he needs and that his guns are all working properly. And uh, once he's once he's done that for a few hours, that's you know, it's it's a Friday night. It's about five o'clock and just like any other day at five o'clock, he uh, heads out to his favorite bar, the uh, the rusty shotgun. If there's any sort of criminal side in Eden, it does not show itself. I'm, I'm sure Eden tries to maintain an image of being, you know, relatively calm and peaceful and that there's not too many places that are unsavory. But if there were, the closest would probably be the rusty shotgun. Okay, what kind of measures has Eden taken to be this safe haven that it, it claims to be? Because I imagine, I mean, one of the um, one of the draws of Eden is that it claims to actually be free, so it couldn't it couldn't be like overly strict martial law. Maybe there's a lot of like it's a big focus on like peer juries or something, but like like strict enforcement, but uh, but everybody gets a, a trial or something. I think you're right. I think there's not m much in the way of laws per se, but there's a lot in the way of justice. Okay, and who carries out this justice? I feel like people in this world aren't that clued in with like political philosophy. And if Slater has kind of unlimited power, but, then, but doesn't like throw it around carelessly, I don't think people will feel oppressed. So maybe she just has authority to, like, she has deputies that work with her that don't have clear limits on their power, but she's careful to maintain a, like, there's a, there's a good level of, like, like, people don't, people don't feel like they're being pushed down, and there's a lot of, like, there's not a clear law, but every, but there, it's, the society's democratic enough that people don't get too upset about the rulings that get made. I don't know, does that... Does that sound good? She purposefully, she works to, to make sure that she doesn't become a dictator. I like it. Okay, so uh, Rex, yeah, you've, you've, checked, you've checked your ammo. Still there. You're ready to, ready to rock and roll, so you stroll on down to the rusty shotgun. Uh, who, what is, who's your favorite regular? Who's your favorite drinking buddy at the rusty shotgun? I've actually got two that uh, I meet there most days. We're there fairly often. There's uh, there's Cerulean Stentor. She's uh, she's a battle babe. She wears a lot of blue armor, and uh, she's really cynical and sarcastic. And she's got a mean bite to her. Like like her personality has a mean bite, or like she bites people. <laughs> I guess no, her the, personality. I guess it, but uh, you know, any of any in of this her world, brass knuckles it's that she maybe. might have have a similar impact to a bite. They've got spikes on them. And then uh, my other drinking buddy is Jack Dawson. He's uh, He's got a huge black trench coat, and he wears a, a fedora and really dark sunglasses. So he's just, like, shrouded in secrecy. He always just seems to have, like, a dozen, like, little derringers or pistols, like, underneath his trench coat at all times. Alrighty. So it's, it, seems, it seems to me like the, uh, the rusty shotgun is kind of the, the place where all of the... The hired guns, the slightly unsavory elements, are those who are just passing through from the outside um, tend to congregate. Exactly. There's a, there's a few slightly questionable characters, not too many to make it too unsafe, but uh, filled with smoke and cheap drinks, and it's just a great place for someone like Rex to be at. Okay, cool. So when you, when you go in, um, you're, you're greeted by... You're greeted by by Cerulean and and Jack. Uh, Cerulean waves you over from the bar. Jack is Jack is eyeing eyeing a, a cigarette. He's he 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 tends to do this. He's got like one or two of them, and he just he loves to he loves to flash them around. But they're too valuable to smoke, and so he just he just he likes he likes to sit there and, and hold it. Sometimes he chews on the on the butt a little bit. But to your knowledge, you've never seen him actually smoke one of these things. He just he just sucks on it. Gross. They're actually candy cigarettes. But yeah, so you they they wave you over to the bar. 
I presume you you head over and and join them. Oh yeah. Yep. So so Cerulean, uh, she looks at you and and uh, and says says with with her with her drink in her hand, you know. So uh, what's the news for today? What's going on with uh, our friend Kilgore? Uh, you know, not not too much going on, sir. Yeah, uh, I got a new job that I got to deal with, or uh, something called Eden Initiative. It's uh, I don't know. Me as a uh, Slater has got me uh, on some sort of new uh, task force where we're going out and uh, you know trying to take care of some of the other settlements out there. You didn't give too many details, but it sounds like I've got a bit of a free reign, as it were. And so, so uh, Cerulean, she she kind of gives you, you know, one of those those faces where, like, you know, it's 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 the approving nod, and uh, but Jack kind of, you know, he's sits up and there's his brooding brooding mood. Just don't you just love it when the person in charge of you changes the contract? Hey, at least the pay didn't go down. It's uh, you know, I finished the other jobs. She just got new work for me, and uh, some of the other folks that I've been working with. So, uh, can't complain too much. No, you, you really can't, as long as they're still paying you. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you, what do you do at this bar, Rex? I'm gonna order myself a drink first. <laughs> Alrighty, so you, you get yourself a drink. Um, do you, do you keep drinking? Um, is this like a, a, a like you know, knock one back and get plastered before you uh, don't have access to alcohol? Or is this a standard routine? Nah, this is a standard. Rex has got a job he's got to start doing tomorrow, so he can't really afford to have more than one or two. It's just kind of a wind down and get ready for tomorrow sort of day. What is, uh, you know, Rex hasn't been here too long, so Cerulean and Jack aren't, like, close friends, but, uh, you know, they've been meeting up fairly often and uh, been getting together, so he's just going to kind of let them know, like, you know, with this new job, I, uh, I'm going to be uh, heading out for uh, some time, not too long. Might be back in a week, week or two. So, uh, you know, don't don't keep up. You know, Cerulean, you can uh, pay me back sometime later. Got, what, three drinks that uh, you owe me for? I think you're you're uh, mis- miscounting uh, a little bit. And she's she's starting, like, her speech is getting slurred. It's It's getting harder to understand her. As the night goes on, you know, she's, I I think it's closer to two, probably. Uh, I think, I think you're misremembering. I'm pretty sure it was three. We'll agree to disagree. Fight, 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 fight. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I'm not in this scene. <laughs> Let's see, yeah. Uh, There's only what one you... way to settle it. Arm wrestling competition. Oh. Is there, what do you, what do you do, uh, Rex? Rex is, Rex is gonna shake his head. Cerulean's just under it right now. She'll uh, come around when she's a little bit more sober. Alrighty, so you you uh, packing it out back to your apartment to sleep a bit before heading out. He's gonna take a look around uh, just to see if there's anyone interesting at the moment. There's uh, there's this one guy that he's been trying to keep his eye on. There's uh, his name is Balf, and he's been uh, kind of annoying. He's been really bugging them a bit lately. So he's mostly mostly trying to keep an eye out to see if uh, any interesting characters like Balf are showing up. You know, there's always just that one guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Classic about Balf. about oh, I don't know. I'd say forty five minutes into your into your stay at the bar. Um, you know, Cerulean is is several several drinks in. Um, slightly slurred. Jack is Jack's kind of in the same place as you are. You know, one 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 drink in, and you know, loosened loosened up a little bit. He's not not leaning quite so hard into his uh his gritty persona. Um, and and that's that's the time when when Balf and a couple of his buddies come come strolling into the bar. There, you 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 can you can tell they're coming long before they ever walk in the door. Balf and his crew are they're loud. Loud by definition, I say you you hear them from a mix of the of the shouting and the laughter and the the clash of metal as they knock bins over on the way, and they they come they come busting in in the in the door and they all you we we you know we whip pan over to them 
um just as you know like a several heads snap in you know because the, the doors get you know get thrown open pretty pretty forcefully and we we see all of them uh they they come in and they're they're all they're all unified they're acting 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 together they're uh what is the i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask this of, of rex how how do how does um Balf and his gang how do they uh mark themselves uh it's got to be their uh kind of wild hairstyles they uh they're trying to look like they're a bunch of punk vandals you know almost almost like something taken out of hairstyles from a cyberpunk novel or something cool yeah so so we see we see Balf and his and his crew they they walk in you know they they've they've somehow they've either engineered or or found some some sort of hairstyling gel because not all of their hair is at least ten inches long but going in every which way possible you know like the 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 shortest guy is is you know like maybe five foot he, he's he's well below average but with his hair his hair puts it puts him on par with most people they swagger into the bar hair sticking every which way you can hear their skinny jeans creaking as they move in them Balfa. Uh, comes and like and uh, sets his hands down the bar very forcefully and and says to the to the barkeep he goes hey yo we need some drinks here for me and my friends the the barkeep just kind of rolls their eyes and sets about their task rex is uh, gonna grumble audibly a bit okay balf uh balf balf hears this and and looks over and he yeah he sees you and uh, just just goes yo 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 guys I forgot we need to be respectful of our friend here. We just we gotta we gotta be respectful for him and he's he's walking over to you and he's like I must say you're a good friend and he takes your drink and says thanks for this. He turns around to leave. Uh no. <laughs> Rex is gonna Uh no <laughs> Absolutely not. Rex is gonna grab the back of his shirt as he turns to walk away. Sorry, I do I do have one line to say uh, mm-hmm. as he does this. In the most Rex way you can imagine, he goes, "That's my drink." Okay, so here's here's what here's what you can do. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to act under fire, and the the fire is that his uh his friends are gonna gonna beat you to the punch. So act under fire. Um, you would I mean you would roll gonna, cool, but I'm I think g- you roll hard. Yeah, I'm gonna check battle hardened here and roll um hard. Sorry, one landed on the corner. Uh, oh. ten. 10 okay cool so yeah three so you're able to 10 plus three good heavens i get you you are one hard person um okay so you so you so Balf comes over and he takes your drink and he, he turns around and you just you say that's my drink and you just you just rock it up from the from your seat and, and in in your hands you're holding you're holding Balf by the scruff of his neck and Balf Balf is is flustered for a for a second you see the 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 flash of of oh crap i shouldn't have messed with someone who's a foot taller than me uh but then it then it quickly changes to range rage as he he just throws he throws your uh, your drink back in your face <laughs> uh there's a bottle on the counter i'm gonna grab it and hit him with it okay cool this is fun first fight we're gonna start using harm and moves this is gonna be fun maybe <laughs> um okay cool so what are you trying to do? I am trying to intimidate them. These guys are annoying. I have had to deal with them many times before, but this is... I'm i am just exploding with rage at this point. You've taken Rex's drink. You've been bothering him long enough. You guys need to back off. Okay, cool. To me, this seems like a seize by force. You're trying to seize control of the situation? Cool, yes. You're going to roll plus hard. Got it. <clears throat> six plus three six plus three okay so that's a nine yes okay on a seven to nine choose two you inflict terrible harm plus one harm you suffer little harm minus one harm you take a definite and undeniable control or you impress dismay or frighten your enemy so you get to pick two of those i choose the latter two i uh kind of miss the bottle a little bit on him as he's wiggling around so i don't do serious damage do you want to yeah uh, tell tell us how it goes all right well uh, as as i grab the bottle and hit him with it he kind of swings his head out of the way so i don't get a direct hit uh mostly connects with his shoulder and uh presumably he cries out in pain and i kind of throw him onto the ground a bit but don't make any follow-ups and uh just kind of as as that happens you know he might have to scramble up but i'm staring down the rest of them and they uh mostly are making sure that uh Balf is okay 
yeah so Balf Balf is on the ground he uh he's he's backpedaling away from you a little bit and the the gang is is standing there uh they are are suitably uh terrified of this this one dude who they've now just seen single-handedly pick up their pick up their ringleader and throw around throw around like a rag doll you boys are uh, going to want to find a different bar to go to from then on Balf stands up and he puffs his uh puffs his coat that he's he's wearing and and uh, tries to, tries to gain some some semblance of control back over as these as these guys is just yo this place ain't rad anymore let's leave and so they they make their probably faster than normal uh way out of the bar the barkeep comes back over to you as you i, I presume you sit back down at your stool that maybe like pick up your stool and write it yeah. barkeep comes over to you and goes while I uh while I agree with what you've done, I must ask that you don't do it again by uh, Sorry about that. professional courtesy. Rex uh, notices all the drinks that the bartender has made, f- brought for the gang that is now departed. <laughs> goes uh, uh he, he turns to Cerulean and Jack. He goes, anyway, I think we gotta cover this. Here's the one last hurrah for the next couple weeks, right? Jack and Jack nods and, and agrees. He grabs one of the glasses and tips it, and Cerulean is just very 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 excited for more alcohol absolutely absolutely is loving it um as you're as you're finished with the bar you know you've you've had your you've had your one one or two drinks and you're you know you'll be you'll be okay enough for tomorrow you 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 trust that jack will get cerulean back to wherever the heck she sleeps and on your way out of the bar you you take one uh one glance at a a wall of of names you know this this bar is a it's it's known for being the the place of the rough and tumble and this is uh their one uh, one one nod to those who uh never made it back with that i think the the scene closes Alrighty, so it's the it's the next morning everyone has has prepared for their their trip ahead they've gathered the supplies they need where and you said you were meeting at the at the west gate y'all go there bravo bravo's got his van there bravo got there very early <laughs> He he made sure that to get there before Rex, and then when Rex strolls up, what even even if Rex is still early, Bravo just like just like looks at him and like looks down at his at his wrist and looks back at him and is just like, hmm. Is there a watch on that wrist? No. Nice to see you up and early for once. Rex, 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 Rex. Yeah, you you broken anything of yours lately? Uh, broken other man's spirit. That's not mine. Oh, I cannot fix that. Sad. Hey, you, uh, are, are we, are, are you ready for this? I mean, I know you've, you've mostly, you've done a lot of jobs, but it sounds like we're, we're going into a situation where we don't know anything. I mean, have you brought down a, I've never brought down a society. Hey, I haven't either, but, uh, you know, it's, it's as they say, it's a learning opportunity. All right. All right, cool. Um, but yeah, so what, what happens is eventually all three of you are gathered at the gate, and the only thing that you're waiting on is the map from, from Terry. And so a little bit of, a little bit of time passes, and eventually you, you hear this, you hear a motor coming from, from around the corner. It's, 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 it's running, not well, but it's running. You see this, this, this beat the heck up Toyota Corolla, just roll around the corner, <laughs> and it it putters it's putters its way and it stops it stops near you, and you know, Terry Terry throws it in park, jumps out of the car and immediately runs and puts blocks under all four wheels so it doesn't go anywhere. Um, and he 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 stands back up and he goes, well, if you'd like, this is your ride. Shotgun. <laughs> Bravo, especially since you're a a mechanic. What the heck do you do? Um I go over I I I, I gotta take I I say may I and pointing at the hood. I wanna take a look at it. Terry nods. He knows this isn't his wheelhouse. No, it's his wheel car. I I I pop the hood and I just want to determine if this thing is even worth taking. Like if it's going to be worth it to have an extra ride or if it's, if this thing is going to even make the like 
like it's a two-day walking journey so it's gonna be like a few hours drive like is it even i mean it, it it that shouldn't be too bad if this thing is gonna run somewhat reliably it'll be worth it but other than that like if it's gonna if it's gonna fall to pieces as soon as we get outside the boundaries of the town then it's not so oh let's see what skill is this i i don't have a character ability that does this because i didn't choose things speech things yeah so speak. this this would probably be read a sitch so i it's nine plus one so ten okay on a on a ten plus ask three questions okay well um i'm going to say uh what <laughs> Looking at looking under the hood of this vehicle, which enemy is the biggest threat? Okay, so you, you do a little bit, a little bit of poking around, um, a little bit of poking around in the engine. You, you know, you check things out. You're, you, you have a vehicle and it runs. Your biggest threat here is that all of the the fluids in the car, most of their containers are like their their reservoirs are either missing or so coated in grime and dirt that you can't see what's even in there interesting um hmm okay um i i mean i have two more questions but they mm -hmm. most of these don't really apply very well so i'm just gonna i feel like i know enough i'm just gonna look up and say uh it what what if the car doesn't come back is it uh do we, do we need to cover the cost or is this is this car is this car for the mission are we borrowing this or is it ours and he, he, he grits his teeth a little bit because, you know, he's, he's the person over transport. This car is his baby a little bit. He goes, this, you're, you're borrowing it from Eden, but technically you have carte blanche to do whatever you need to. I, I personally would like to have it back at some point. Hmm. It'll, it'll be, All it'll right. be if it breaks down, I'll push it back. Thank you. I, I, I like motion the other two over i'm like kind of like a team huddle you know i lean in and i i whisper like we might be able to like if we need to like break down a wall or use it as a projectile it could be useful i mean if there's like a hill that we can roll it down what do you guys think are we taking this are, are we taking this piece of crap it might not make it far past the gates but i mean what's the worst that could happen we destroy it i say we take it well uh I'll, I think that I'll just side with you, Bravo. You, you know these things better than we do, and it, it might come easy. It, it, it might be nice to uh, have a bit of collateral, shouldn't he be? All right. Well, I'm driving the vehicle that I own that also doesn't seem like it, you know, could mysteriously explode. Uh, Gregor, you you wanna you wanna you wanna drive this hunk of junk? Uh, I might uh, ride along so I can do some research as we go. I'll go with you. Alright, Rex, you got the Corolla? I already call a shotgun. It's not gonna drive itself. Cool, you can drive. I'm, I'm driving my van. Oh, I didn't realize you were taking your van along. This is metagaming a bit, but the Battle Babe has moves where I can, like, jump from car to car in uh, vehicular combat. So, maybe I'll leap out right, of the here's... Corolla as we drive, but... Okay, so... Here... here... Alright, here's an idea, okay? Um, Rex, you can ride shotgun in the Corolla, and we'll just hitch it to the back of the van. <laughs> <laughs> That's dumb. I'll just drive. <laughs> I want to walk up to Terry and say, uh, but it's all very well. Thank you for uh, providing us with some transport here. I'm more interested in, in where we're going. What information do you have for us? Yeah, um, so Terry, he hands you, he hands you a map. It's, uh, it's, it's like mostly hand-sketched, kind of like it was traced off of a larger map. Um, and he gives you some verbal directions to you know head west, follow this general path. I wouldn't recommend going here because, uh, you know, 
we've had we've had issues with with highwaymen here or you know like the road it looks like the road's good here but like don't trust it so he, he gives you he gives you the directions to get to where you're going so right. uh terry between you and me this uh gold gold leader golden boy is is he uh trustworthy is is he gonna lay things pave the way for us a little bit or are we going in blind here so uh terry he thinks for a minute and then he says you know the golden boy that left is someone i would trust but there's no saying there's no saying whether or not he's changed i, I think mean, he's he could good. be a zombie by now for all we know and that he panics and leaves <laughs> He goes, no, no, it, it, it can't be. It's not, it's not real. It's not, well, they are real, but not here. Uh, it's, it's, and he just kind of like, he starts, he starts to, to panic and hyperventilate a little bit. And he starts to, you know, back away. And he's like, you know, you know where you're going? I, I think he's, he's good as long as he's not a zombie, but he's not a zombie. Um, I, th- I think anyways, um, I, uh, I, I, uh, Bravo feels very bad after doing that. <laughs> he, he knows, he knows that he's at fault here. Bye Terry. All right. Okay, with that, I think we head out, eh? Yeah. Open up the gates. Yep. So we so, we see this uh, like a like a drone shot almost, um, where you know we 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 start at the cars and we the the gates open creak open and they we see the two cars cars roll out, um, and we we follow them for a bit before like lifting up and seeing the landscape as a whole, which is mostly just this green dot in a sea of browns as the landscape continues and then we cut to black Oh, here, it's heavy. Okay, well.